Fabulous. Splendid. Thrilled. Oh, I'm chuffed to bits. Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to Chuffed. Chuffed is possibly one of the best British slang words and it feels so good to say. Chuffed is when you're winning, when things are going your way. You can be chuffed for yourself or chuffed for someone else. This podcast is about sharing and championing those little wins in life. You know the ones I mean. You don't share them on social media because you don't want to look like you're blowing your own trumpet. Not here. Blow away. It's relatable, motivational and inspirational. You simply cannot be chuffed and have a bad day. I like to describe this podcast as a voice note from your best friend. Follow me now on socials with at Chuffed Podcasts. And thank you for stopping by. You'll be chuffed to bits you did. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Chuffed Podcast. I am your host, Sally Wallace, and I am so chuffed that today you have decided to click on this episode and take a listen, especially as the episode is actually called Sally Talks Too Much, which is slightly ironic, really, isn't it? Because this is a podcast. And obviously, if I wasn't talking for the next 20, 20 or so minutes, however long this is going to be, um, it would be quite boring, to be honest with you. So thank God I do talk too much. You're probably thinking, why the hell has she called it Sally Talks Too Much? Well, I'm going to explain, okay? I genuinely, you're going to enjoy this because there's going to be a lot that you can relate to. So Sally Talks Too Much was on pretty much every one of my school reports throughout my whole academic career, existence, whatever it was. Um, my whole schooling, my, my, my time in school from primary school and back then. So back then makes me sound ancient, doesn't it? I went to primary school or first school, then I went to middle school and then I went to upper school. So I went to three different schools and across those two decades, which would have been the 80s and the 90s, there were two sentences which used to get written on my school reports pretty much by most of the teachers. And the first one was Sally talks too much. The second one was Sally is easily distracted. Which makes me laugh so much. Because <laughs> it, do you know what? When I when I hear the words easily distracted, it reminds me of, have you seen the Disney film Up about the little old boy? Is it Mr. Fredrickson? He's so cute. And he gets all the balloons and he goes down to South America. I think he goes to, doesn't he? The Amazon or something like that. And it, they meet a dog called Doug and he gets really distracted and he goes, squirrel. And it just turns his head. That's, I don't know why, but that's exactly what it reminds me of. Like I would just look at things and go, oh, sheep, sheep in a field. Um, I wasn't that bad, but I think I found a lot of the work boring. So I just made my own fun most of the time and obviously talked too much. But yeah, Sally talks too much. It followed me all the way through school. And then, oh, this isn't this interesting. Sally talks too much. But also, Sally was a professional radio presenter for 14 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is why I find, I mean, at the time when I was a kid and I was getting this on my school report, I mean, it, honestly, if you had anything bad on your school report in our house, Sandra was not happy about it. It was, and you might be able to relate to that right now. You're probably thinking, oh my God, a school report, the pressure around getting your school report was like, holy shit balls. It was awful, wasn't it? And I knew for a fact it would have. Sally talked too much, Sally's easily distracted, but she's doing the work and she's getting the grades. Not all of them, not all of them. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I certainly didn't get all of them, but I didn't do too badly. But on reflection now, as a, I just turned 45 a couple of weeks ago, thank God I talk too much. 
Thank God I talked too much. Thank God I'm still talking and I can't stop. I'm so grateful that I'm doing this podcast because now I'm a bit older and a bit wiser, still easily distracted and talking far too much and not enough of us are talking. Seriously, we are not talking enough. We're not talking enough as humans. We're not talking enough as women because there are too many silences around certain subjects, which is making a lot of us feel very, very lonely. And there's nothing worse than being lonely. Lonely causes, uh, to me, if you're lonely, you're on a very, you're on a very quick decline. And it happens with old people. This is the whole thing about COVID when everybody got locked up and it was, <laughs> it sounds graphic, not graphic, but a bit severe, locked up, but we were in lockdown. So we were locked down and it was awful for the elderly, horrendous for the elderly. It's not nice being lonely anyway. And some people are like, oh, but I enjoy the solitude. Ah, I don't know. Yes, there's a very small percentage of people that can live like that. But the majority of us, we need connection. We need a lot of connection. I mean, I have two Jack Russells. If you listen to these podcast episodes regularly, you know for a fact I am a dog mum and I am a human mum. I have had Honey for 14 years. I've had Milo for 12 years and I've had Roman, my son, for four years. Um, My dogs are part of my family. Um, But I'm also very realistic about my dogs. Do you know what I mean? I I know Honey, bless her, is on decline. But as long as we can make her comfortable and as happy as possible, well, and she's still still got all of her faculties. She's eating. She's exercised. She's sunbathing outside at the moment, actually. She's having a really good day. Might need to go and stick some Factor 50 on her little pink belly in a bit. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is, is that when I bought Honey, I knew for a fact that Honey was going to get lonely because Jack Russell's living packs. Dogs live in packs, which is why I got Milo. Um, and what a difference that made when I got Milo. And they just live beautifully together. And like humans, we we live well together. We love living together. Conversation. Women. Women, we love being together. Women love good conversation. Sisterhood. Women's circles. There's more women's circles nowadays than ever. You can't swing a dead cat around Cheshire, where I live, without hitting a cacao ceremony at the moment. And I'm not criticising them. I'm saying that this is just evident that people need connection and conversation. And sometimes you'd be like, well, I don't really want to speak to that person, blah, blah, blah. Well, do you know what? You've got to find your conversation queens, as I say. You need to find your tribe and you've got to keep talking. So, I this is this is going to sound really random, but I'm going to I'm going to go quite deep here. Nah, that's that's not me deep. Just honest. So when I was a child, I couldn't actually talk. I know. I know. Yeah. Right. Listen to this. I had something called a strider, which was across my voice box. It's like a piece of skin. So it hadn't developed properly. So I didn't talk at all. Isn't it? Isn't it ironic now that on reflection, I was a radio presenter for 14 years. I've become a podcaster in the last nearly two years. And my son, who's currently four and a half, is nonverbal. And so when I was, my mum said, Sandra, she said that um, they'd noticed it within the first few months that I wasn't making like the normal, should we say loosely, noises that a baby would make. Could be a lot of gargling and a lot of, mum said it was, you know, this is, you have to remember I was born in 78. So it's it's the, it's the world of inappropriate words um, or something definitely wrong with her. Um, and I went to see a doctor and the doctor said to my parents um, that I'm afraid that Sally is going to be um, exact words, deaf and dumb and she'll never speak. You'll be lucky if she ever speaks. Um, but at the stride or whatever happened, um, it grew out of the way 
Um, and then obviously I was able to converse. I don't think I was, I think I could talk at around two, three. I'm not too sure. We'll have to get Sandra on actually to, to confirm that. But there was this ongoing joke within my family for years and it still happens now of, oh, if I could put that doctor in a room with our Sally for five minutes, I'll give him deaf and dumb. Well, thank fuck I do talk too much because everybody is shutting up around me. <laughs> and I am telling you, it's pissing me off. The world of text messages give it the bird this is so so dangerous it's text messages and emails I mean what happened to picking up the phone when was the last time that you actually thought you know I'm just going to give them a call thank god for voice notes oh this is why I describe this podcast as a voice note from your best friend because we're just not having conversation anymore and this is what always makes me laugh as well is what is talking too much what's too much talk what is too much because I don't talk over people. I allow people to have their space. I enjoy conversation. I'm a really good listener. I'll always listen to friends. And if I meet someone new and they've got something to tell me, don't get me wrong, if I think they're boring, I'll end up going, do you know what? I've just got to go to the loo. Um, but I, I'm not somebody who interrupts a conversation. I have, should we say, um, conversation etiquette. So I'll allow somebody to have their response and have their say. So what is talking too much? And this is one thing that I've realized just by observing things and just by being the person who's always been told I talk too much. People who tell me I talk too much are ones who don't want conversation or they don't enjoy conversation or they don't know what to say. And that is really interesting. So what they're doing is pushing their own, whether it's lack of belief, insecurities, whatever it is, onto me because I enjoy conversation. I, I can talk with anybody. Don't get me wrong, I don't know all subjects. If somebody started speaking about American politics in front of me right now, oh, I'd give it a good go, but I'm not completely familiar with it all. I'm not even completely familiar with, you know, European politics, to be honest with you. But... I'm honest. If I don't know something, I'm not going to bullshit. Don't get me wrong. I did years ago, about 15 years ago. I was a people pleasing bullshitter where I'd go, um, it, where somebody would go, you know, Stacey at number four. And I'd go, oh, yeah, she's lovely. I've, I didn't know who Stacey was. <laughs> I would just say that. But I like to meet new people and I like to have conversation. And it was so interesting that on reflection now, I look at it when people have said, oh yeah, so you'll meet this girl called Sally. Oh my God, she's constantly talking. No, I'm not actually. I'm not constantly talking. And then when I meet these people, they go, oh yeah, um, like I don't know, like Jodie said that, oh, we're so happy to meet you because, you know, because you're always talking. Hmm, that's interesting. That's how she's described me. Um, oh, that, and this has happened on a number of occasions. Sally talks too much. Sally's the one who's always talking. I'm really not. I'm really, really not. I'm the one who enjoys the conversation and I'm the one who will talk about things that people don't want to talk about. And actually, it's a gift. So thank God for all of those Sally Talks Too Much reports. In fact, I'm thinking of making a collage and getting it framed <laughs> or getting it printed into a nice piece of canvas. <laughs> Do you know what, though? That we are lacking conversation and as kids as well, kids are lacking conversation. And when I say that, it's because I was thinking about this the other day. When I was a kid, um, 
we used to have a phone box and it sounds madness saying it now doesn't it? like we used to have phone boxes but most phone boxes now that are public phone boxes are like defibrillator machines aren't they or I was where was I the other day and they'd made the village phone box into a a book like um one of those swapping libraries I don't know a book share library or something like that so I thought well that's quite interesting isn't it but when I was a kid there was a phone in there and then this is just madness, but this is just how much we all craved conversation as children when I was a kid. And you used to go up to the phone and you'd pick it up and you would dial the operator, which I don't think anybody does nowadays, do they? And it was 100 and the operator would go, hello, operator, can I help? And you'd go, <laughs> hello, is Busby there, please? <laughs> Who's Busby? I don't know. Don't even know. Or this is the best one. We lived in the middle of nowhere, right, in Wiltshire. And there was like only one phone box. And this is the funniest thing ever because it was incredibly. I mean, these were a lot of the people that lived where I lived were either ex-regiment, ex-military, or they'd come out of London to get more land for their money. Spoke with an incredible plum in their mouth. And we used to obviously mimic the accents. I love accents, by the way. I'm not knocking anybody's accent. I love accents. Um and we'd go to the phone box and we'd dial 100. I'd be like, hello, hello, operator. Uh, I don't know why I went American then. It might have been a bit more worse. Like, hello, operator. And you'd go, ah, hello, I'm on a wamble and I don't know what the time is. Could you please tell me what the time is? And she'd go, yes, it's 2.30. Thank you. And you'd put the phone down and run off. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know that sounds really stupid, but I cannot tell you how much fun that was. I mean, the poor operator. I mean, she if she had a good sense of humour, she was probably pissing herself thinking, who are these daft tits on the phone? But it, it's almost like we've forgotten to have fun with conversation. And it's really sad. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not upset that phone boxes aren't around anymore because quite frankly, they can look like an eyesore. Unless they're the right, nice red old school ones, they look mint. Um, but it's almost like we are now texting instead. So you would just get text messages from your mates. When was the last time you picked up a phone and spoke to somebody? I mean, as a kid, if you're my era, or maybe a few years even younger, did you used to pick up the telephone, the house phone, before your mobile, and actually say your home phone number? How many times? Yes, I used to do that. My mum used to do it. My mum used to go, hello. We used to live in a place called Salisbury. Hello, Salisbury 7 I can't remember what it was, actually, the number. Do you know what, what was it? One of them ended in 604. I know that for a fact. But my, my Salisbury, mum used to say the name first, Salisbury. <laughs> Seven, eight, something, 604 it used to be. And then we used to, that's how we used to answer the phone. Um, my dad goes, hello, the Hudsons. That's my maiden name. That's what he used to say all the time. But nobody does that anymore. We don't, we don't, we don't pick up and we go, hello, like that. It's, it's, do you know what? It's just, these are things that I just constantly observe about lack and lack of conversation. And I was guest speaking at a networking event uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And I was actually talking about the podcast. I was talking about how I've rebranded the podcast and I've called it Chuffed because I'm about championing people. And actually, why on earth are we not championing each other as women and actually seeing that what we're achieving every day is incredible just because it's not heavily filtered and heavily edited and it's not all over Instagram it doesn't mean that it's not worthy of talking about okay and if you find yourself talking to certain people and they're like I'm not really interested guess what they're not your tribe you need to surround yourself with people who give a shit about you and really champion you and at this event I was talking about things that we don't talk about 
that we're not talking about or we're afraid to talk about. And sometimes we're afraid to talk about them because we're in fear of maybe losing our job. Now that can sound a little bit dramatic, I know, but that is some people's reality. Now, one thing that I did talk about at this networking event was women who are in not necessarily high positions within corporate corporations, but women who have really worked their asses off to achieve these positions. And it may have taken you a few years after university, working your way up the ladder. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, I want a child. I would like to have a baby. I would like to have a child. But you are absolutely petrified of anybody at your workplace finding out that you are trying for children. Because A, you don't want to be bypassed for a promotion. And B, you don't want to be made redundant. Now that might sound a little bit mad, but that is reality. That sort of fear of, oh my God, and this is the truth. And this is what I would say when I was working. People would go, you don't want kids, do you Sally? And I'd go, God, no, I don't want kids. There I am in the doctors for the third appointment as to why I can't get pregnant in two years. But yes, so you're physically telling yourself, I don't want kids because you desperately want to keep hold of your job. And then your body, and imagine, you know, it's all energy, isn't it? You're telling you, you're telling people externally you don't want children. Your body is taking all of this on board whilst you're trying for them. I mean, how many mixed messages are you giving yourself? It's so sad. It's and it's dangerous as well. But not only that, I was talking at this event about how sometimes you just want to talk and not feel like you're gonna, you know, this is true. You want to say something to somebody and you want to get something off your chest. But at the same time, you just don't want to feel like it's going to get told to everybody else or you're going to feel the repercussions of that conversation a year down the line. Now, hello, we all have a friend or maybe a family member. When you confide in them, they'll bring it up and they'll bring it up. Well, remember when you said this and you remember when you did that? And it's like, fucking hell, I told you that in confidence. Does it sound familiar? See, conversation is something that we desperately need to keep going. But the one thing that I will always say is find your conversation queens. Make sure that you have got that safe environment where you can talk if it's about something that's massively personal to you. Or if you are happy to open up and you don't give a flying fuck, open your mouth and get those words out there because you do not realize how powerful your story is because as soon as you start to share you will be so surprised with how many more women will go that happened to me I feel the same I'm going through that can you tell me how you overcame that that's exactly where I'm at at the moment and it's, it's inspiring each other. It's helping each other. And so if you're the sort of person who's like me and you have been told a whole lifetime that you talk too much, let's connect. <laughs> Seriously, though, don't stop. Keep those lines of conversation open. Keep talking about things that might make other people feel uncomfortable, but at the same time will help them to talk about it as well. Because for some, sometimes on many occasions, a lot of women don't talk about certain things because they've probably been told not to talk about, okay? And you have to remember, I live in the UK. So I live in the north of the UK. I can talk openly about so many subject matters which are actually taboo for women to talk about in other countries. And that is heartbreaking. And it's truly, truly heartbreaking. There are certain conversations that I will have in my podcast that I know that other women cannot talk about openly, whether it be perimenopause, whether it be periods, using a moon cup, going through IVF, the C-section, having bad period pains, when your boobs have gone big, abdominal fat, diarrhea. Oh, I've got terrible wind. I know it sounds a bit crass, 
I've just had that conversation there. You might be thinking, God, blimey, I've got the farts at the moment. And do you know what? It's it's not disgusting. These are things that we all go through, whether we're constipated or not. I know it sounds madness, but some women can't have these conversations in certain countries. And so therefore, we need to keep talking to help those who either don't have a voice or who would love to talk about it or who can't. So when I look now, and I genuinely mean this, I'm actually going to get these school reports out. Whenever I think now, Sally talks too much, Sally talks, I had to just think, God, you know what? And thank God I did because it kept me in an incredible career for 14 years, which I absolutely loved. It's the one thing that I am so good at is having a conversation, inspiring people. And I'm not saying that with like a massive chip on my shoulder. I've learned recently to, and this is through my own work on self-development, I've learned recently to identify what my gifts are because and you might be able to relate to this, is when I lost my career as a radio presenter, I genuinely thought that I was not good at anything else. And the one thing that I am incredible at is having conversation and talking to people and getting the best out of people. And the amount of times that my friends and the people I connect with say, oh, do you know what? I've really enjoyed my chat with you today. And I think that, yeah, that's me. That's what I'm good at. That's exactly what I'm good at, which is why I love doing this podcast. And I love connecting with new people. So if this is this, this, I also love tripping over my own tongue. <laughs> if this is the first time that you have listened to one of my episodes today, I thank you for stopping by and taking a listen. If you come back regularly and you've listened to quite a few of the episodes now, because we're on, I mean, we're on episode 75 now. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time because, you know, you're taking my episodes are between 20 and 30 minutes every time. So yeah, I really, really appreciate you listening as well. If you've shared my episodes with a friend of yours, if you shared my podcast with somebody and you've said, listen to this, I can't thank you enough because that is the only way that I can connect with more people and talk about these subject matters that are big taboos and also meet more people who love talking as well, which is just wonderful. Thank you so much for stopping by today. If you're not already, make sure that you follow me with at Chuffed Podcast. You can find me on Instagram or even Facebook as well. I'm so grateful for your time. I'm so chuffed that you popped by today. And if you want to reach out to me, honestly, feel free to do so. Drop me a DM on Instagram. Um, I've got some cracking guest speakers coming up very soon. If you're interested in being a guest speaker and what you hear on Chuffed is your kind of thing and you've got a story to share, well, let's have a conversation. Have a great week and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you so much for stopping by and taking a listen. Follow me on socials with at Chuffed Podcast. And one more thing. Do you feel warm and tingly with a big smile on your face? (gasps) Ah, my friend, you are Chuffed.